Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on socials. Absolutely, and I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Go and holla at your boy. Catch out all the good work we putting in out there. A.B., what up with you? Man, listen, if y'all not watching Succession, fuck it, I'm just going to oh kick it God. off just like this. We're going to oh get to the business God. in a minute. That last Succession, if you know, you know, listen. that motherfucker was tough. That was all. I'm here to put the gas on it. Tough. I'm going to go ahead and go overboard with it. That's probably, that's up there. That's on the Mount Rushmore of TV episodes. Like if you breaking down like individual episodes, like I remember that no moss shit from breaking bad or yeah. half and counter measures or whatever the fuck it may be. Half measures. Some game yep. of Thrones shit, man. Nah, but ain't no game of Thrones. Right, this was right up there with, it was some, this was right up there with some game, classic game of Thrones shit. This shit was, that, bro. Yeah, it was cold. I ain't gonna lie. It was it was up there. No gas. They got to get awards for this episode specifically. Well, I was I was locked in. That was a good I agree. TV right there, boy. Sheesh, man. That if you ain't was, watching Succession, yeah. tap in. Yeah, man. Hey, wake up if you ain't watching that, man. You sleeping. Um, but Absolutely. And real quick, if you want to catch a review, me and the good guys over at Frames Per Second, my guy Nikki Doucet, my guy Right Wing Manny, and Shelton and Doc, all of us over there covering the succession, man. Every Saturday, I think. There you go. If not, just look for it in your feed. Yeah, man. Listen, that, that that's gonna be a good one right there off that last one for sure. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> uh man, extra pack episode, guys. Uh Jim Jones has been throwing out hot takes crazy. He's gonna tell you who belongs on the top 50 rapper list above Pusha T. The name will surprise mm. you. We've got court updates, man, for some of the high-profile murders in hip-hop as well. And there's only one rapper on the new Forbes billionaire list, man. We have three that have mm. fallen off. We're going to talk about who those are. But first, the long-awaited, highly anticipated, we have gassed this project for the last two years. Looking forward to this. The Currency and Jermaine Dupri project finally came out. They dropped it on Tuesday last week, old school throwback style. It is called for motivational use only. It was an EP. My simple question is, did the project meet your expectations? Uh, uh, very simply response, no. Uh, <laughs> more in-depth response. The reason that I was excited for this project, man, is I was... I'm not the biggest currency fan in the world. However, I do really respect him in his lane and what he's built for himself as a career. What I thought was going to happen is we were going to get some JD sauce on what currency does and make it more likable for a palate like mine. Not really a big currency person. I like good music, though. I like what JD does as a producer. So I thought that JD would be bringing a lot of that on board. And when I cut it on... My favorite song was a song that I already heard that they put the video out when JD had the hot top. And that was really the only like JD song, like with the little sample sped up and just giving you some different shit. Everything else was like remade New York. Oh, excuse me. Remade New Orleans bounce shit. Like, I don't want to hear that, bro. I go listen to some currency old shit. So I was really disappointed in the fact that even if you're going to give us seven tracks, it was seven things that I've heard currency do before the pool the draw to this project was 
currency never really works with big producers like JD. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear JD get in there and do his big producer thing, and he just didn't. Yeah, I, I was my expectations were sky high. They have been teasing this for what seems like eons, but it's really been about two years, maybe, maybe even three. And the snippets, which snippets tend Where to those do songs at? snippets usually sound really good. You play like the dopest part. You're in a million dollar studio. The speakers are a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Damn near everything sounds good in that setting. I was looking forward to it for that. And then I listened to it. Number one, I was disappointed. It was an EP. That's number one. Let's go ahead and get that out. They don't hit us with the Kanye seven piece after yeah, three nice. year wait. That's just nasty. disrespectful to the culture. So yeah. that aside, I thought the music was good, but it reminded me why it, it kind of I kind of cheated myself getting too excited for a JD produced hip hop project because I can't tell you the last JD produced rap project I was excited for or heard that I thought was dope. I can't tell you the last one. Like we know what his track record is on the R&B tip. That nigga writes with a pen made of fucking 24 karat gold ink when it comes to the Mariah shit, the Usher shit, Escape. Like, he got that in his bag. The rap shit has never really quite connected outside of Bow Wow, and you had to be 12 to really even fuck with that at the time. So, it, well, with all due respect to the brat, but again, this, that's 90 shit that we're talking about. That, that don't even count. If the last dope rapper you had was in 94, then, <laughs> then that's a problem. Yeah, but is. With that being said, I was let down. I'm not going to hold you, but I do like the project. I did like it. I was just let down because I thought the song with 2 Chains was fire. Nigga, that off the lot? That shit slapped. 2 Chains really good. And the one with T.I. was banging too. Um, yes, um, but again, it was only seven songs and it just, those songs, of course we didn't hear them before, but I don't know, it just wasn't like that that single. I expected more stuff like that first song they dropped with that little oh in the background or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You brought up a good point with the hip-hop not really being that excited about it or not having that track record. That's what really kind of made me excited because Currency got his thing, and I, didn't, I knew that JD wouldn't pull Currency too far away from what he did, and I thought JD would add more with uh what he did but i do agree with you the two chain songs banging the ti song banging i cannot believe in reference to the uh two chain song that grown men out here calling each other twin I don't that's nuts it. i don't believe it i don't believe yeah, that niggas is walking up being like what's up twin that that's nuts yeah, to no. me that's, that's some young boy shit that's some young boy that's shit. crazy yeah that's a fact. I but it, it, it did let me down. Uh, I, I don't need the volume one, volume two. But just give me one 14-track thing, bro. That's it. Just yeah. stop playing. Get the way. Yeah, get it out the way. This is this is perfect. It's starting to warm up out here. This would have been right on time. I'm not going to say it's some slaw, but I, I am let down. That is, I'm hot about it, too, on the low. On the low. I'll go with that. Let down. Not really no slaw. Hey, we didn't, did, you, you didn't, did you go to the show? No, I did not. The stage looks. I, I seen some though. people talking about it. It did look like they had it going in. Yeah. Uh, I did not get to go to the show though, unfortunately. Yeah, me neither. Got to get some. We got to get some field reporters out there, man, to, to give us some some feedback on the show and how it went. Facts. Um. Next, man. Speaking of letdowns and disappointments, your man's dropped a single, the boy. Uh, he back in the saddle. It seems like getting ready for the summer. Um, I got a really simple question as you did with the JD and currency, A, B. Are you looking to be 
come and rescued search and destroy seek and destroy whatever the fuck the name of the song was what did you think about drake's new joint um i think people are giving this song a really hard time and i am very confused as to why um mm. it's called drake search and rescue it leaked a couple of days prior because there's a kim mm -hmm. k sample on there people thought he was trying to throw disses at kanye drake's thought dad he was trying to yeah, I don't know. What's the diss? Somebody tell me what the diss is. Your ex-wife is on my song and you hate me. Nah, That's they squashed the that, man. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Drake already in the game. I, said, I did that for Jay Prince, bro. Don't fuck with you. Um, so, I look, I thought the song was fine. It didn't bother me. It's not a classic. It's not trash. It's people trying to make it out to be. I, I just think people get really excited when Drake puts out a song that's not five mics. People can't wait to scream at the top of the mountaintops, bro, that the song is not the most amazing shit they've ever heard. I've never seen anything like this. Probably the closest is Jay-Z anytime he does a verse. There's a segment of people mm. that cannot mm. wait to tell niggas that their verse and I ain't all that. <laughs> and I don't understand that. Man, I, what, about <laughs> yeah, well, let me take that back. I do understand that when you're when you're at the top, there's an expectation that's unrealistic for you to deliver classic material every time you release there's no video for this song bro it's fuck it's a lucy he's more than likely gearing up for another um four-piece ep and it's gonna have two or three songs in there that everybody's gonna bang and nobody's gonna give a shit that he put this out and people didn't like it i've already heard mm. the other song that's kind of leaked with him and uzi he's on there ripping it god flow shit on there so people be right back on his nuts when that project comes out I don't want to hear that nigga. Oh, this song right here. What is this? It's over with. No, it's not. Stop, dude. Let's let's, let's call off. People the were saying it was over with. No, that's what. No, I'm just. People can't wait to say this. The they can't wait to hate. Nothing wrong with the fucking song, man. You like it too? Go ahead. Um, surprisingly, I do. They never wrong with this song, man. But I don't have the same expectations for Drake. I feel like that most people do. Like Drake mm. is a great artist to me, but I ain't really. I ain't like ready to sit there and analyze it with a pen and a pad and. And just whatever the fuck the people be doing with it. However, I feel like it's a fun song, dude. Summer finna start. It yep. kind of it, it's playful. Pause yep. if you gotta say that behind it. But like it's 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 a cool song. Yep. Uh, I like the theme to come and rescue me behind it. I I do think that it shows that kind of and this is a deeper conversation. The switch in hip hop to where the males aren't the like aggressors anymore if that's the right word to look at it. Like I was listening to that, the NLE and uh, the girl song, booty hole Brown song, like just what how, fuck? what's her name? Whatever. Sexy, that, sexy Red. Red or whatever yeah. that just how aggressive that the younger women and the younger generation of women are, what their flow is about versus the direct contradiction of like the biggest rapper in the game and him asking a woman to come and rescue him and save him from the streets. It's just a crazy, if you're paying attention to it, switching like the culture and what it used to be when we grew up and how toxic and masculine it was to now what you see from the biggest rapper in the game and his thought process. It's crazy. He, he but he's been on that type of wave though. Like especially when this yes. Some people call it some simp shit. He got some simp but, records out there. Let's be clear. And it's okay. It's okay right, for him to be a simp. I'm not judging him for yeah. it. I just feel like the, 
that would have been an album track a minute ago, right? Like we would have heard that if you didn't like it, you may have missed it. If you weren't just listening to the album, it probably would have been in the crates. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been, even though Marvin's room was, that's a totally different vibe. It wouldn't have been, oh, I'm just dropping a Lucy and it's coming rescue me right before the hoochie daddy summer starts for lack of a better word. It's just, it's weird, man. Being my age and looking at it and seeing the approach that he, the biggest rapper in the game takes versus how the women approach it now. For sure. Something to pay I, attention to. I, I think again, I, now I will say the jabs at Kanye or even like the Kim K lookalike on the album artwork, that kind of fell flat though. I, mean, now, I don't think that was as impactful as he thought it was going to be. Well, because people don't give a fuck about Kanye West no more. Like he has to be, Kanye got to be out in front of the world for people to be like, ah, okay. And him to react to it. If Kanye don't add no fuel to the fire, then people I don't agree. care. You know at this point, it look like you picking yeah, on that feel, like, Yeah, it's like, bro, come on, what are you doing? You biggest rapper in the world, bro. Yeah. Like, go do that fell, else, my nigga. That fell flat. I ain't gonna lie. Um, work on your work on your clothes. <laughs> Try to dress better. Make <laughs> stop worrying about yay. Watch when my boy. Hey man, I got Drake for listen. Oh, when he come out with the what the what line? No, nah, I thought you were talking about yay. He gonna be back though. He oh. gonna bounce back. It's over for Kanye West. <laughs> It's all the way over, bro. <laughs> Forget uh, it. Man. Forget it, man. Speaking of Drake and Kanye, an affiliate of the two, or affiliate of Kanye mm. and a, an yeah, adversary of Drake, Pusha T, man, yeah. was thrown into that. Here, here we go with the top 50 rapper debate again, everybody's favorite topic for the last two, three years. Uh, Jim Jones was on the Rap Caviar podcast, and he weighed in on Vibe's 50 greatest rappers of all time. The clips were placed at number 29, if you remember. And uh, Jim Jones said, bro, why is Pusha T in this, bro? He said, quote, what has he done that puts him in the greatest rappers of all time besides talk about Coke that he probably didn't get himself? He's nice as shit. He can rap his ass off, but what has he done? Nobody has dressed like him. Nobody wants to be like Pusha T, dude. I don't remember nothing. End quote. Um, he said, Pusha T don't hold no weight out here. He's not, he's not pushing no shit out here. Um, <laughs> referring crazy. to, I guess, New York or the rap game, period. He even went further to say that NBA Youngboy would deserve a spot on the top 50 list before Pusha T. My question, who would you put in the top 50 if you had to only choose one, NBA Youngboy or Pusha T? <laughs> NBA Youngboy is not far off from that. He's, he's closer to that list than Jim Jones is. But I would I would definitely put Pusha T. And this is part of my gripe when people listen to the show and I talk to them and they say, man, you hate New York rappers and this and that. They try to minimalize shit from the South because it ain't there. To say that, first of all, to try to throw the jab and be like, oh, if, if he sold that dope. Like, the nigga was clearly on Vlad talking about it. Uh, the nigga that he was selling it with, like, nah, that's not a lie. Uh, and two, he's talking about the impact. Like, bro, you was a grown ass man. Did you were you expected to go dress like Pusha T? Like, I don't get what he's saying. Like, cause niggas didn't follow behind him and wear those ugly ass bird gang and vampire life shit. He thinks that he didn't have an impact, bro. The world is bigger than Harlem. Pusha T talk about shit, and there are a lot more people in the area of where he's from that aspire to what he talks about luxury dope like bitches money like luxury clothes like 
top shelf living houses and shit. That nigga brought a whole line of luxury rap. And of course, that's later on, like now the last two to three albums. But right. that's still more impactful than anything that Jim Jones has done other than the ball and so. And I feel like people from New York, they'll have that one accreditation. They, they think that, oh, I can say anything about anybody. Jim Jones would probably argue that he's had a better career than Pusha T. And that's totally insane. Totally mm. insane, bro. Uh, so I just think with this, Jim Jones' head is up his ass. It's New York bias. He trying to throw, for some reason, may have a problem with Pusha T, trying to throw jabs and shot, probably hoping Pusha T responds, hoping that this will light him up for the summer and they can have this little beef going between old niggas. But Pusha T probably somewhere in the south of France, man, like on a beach. I'm not doing caviar rap podcast with these niggas sitting in these old ugly ass hoodies that don't look like they don't want to be there like bro relax Jim Jones I just do not understand when New York niggas try to minimalize stuff that comes from the south and then he try to throw the NBA young boy in there because he from New Orleans stop bro just stop Jim Jones yeah it, it, listen the the NBA young boy part is the most interesting part to me because it, we know I'm how just... popular he's extremely popular He's extremely mm -hmm. influential. Like, there's a lot of people that come from that NBA young boy tree. Now, it's not for us. I'm going to be honest. We're not the demo for it. We're not the demo. But Pusha T called is it, though. Let's be very clear. We called that shit way back when 38 Baby, and we said he's going to blow. Facts. Just grew out. We outgrew it quicker Facts. than he blew up. Yeah. Th that's a fact. Now, we Pusha T is more our demographic when it comes to the type of music, or at least just, you know, the perspective that he's speaking from. But NBA Youngboy has had a huge impact on rap. He's got over 25 mixtapes. Like it, you bro, look look around the league. When niggas in the locker room and shit, bro, are they they at shoot around? Niggas young boy playing, bro. You see John Morant? He fucking greedying up and down the court to, to quoting this nigga, bro. So he's massively influential. Let's keep it a buck. Nobody's quoting Pusha T with all due respect. I'm a fan. Nobody's quoting him, dude. So impact-wise, he has a point. Skills, quality of work, body of work, I guess that's subjective, you know what I'm saying, depending on what you're into. But that is the more interesting conversation. Does NBA Youngboy do, do, like need to be – does more respect need to be put on his name than it gets currently? And I don't know. I guess it just depends on the, the age demographic that you're asking. That's more interesting than the he whole – I don't know what his beef is with Pusha T. That's just kind of weird. He said he put Cameron and Big Sean above Pusha, Pusha T. T as well. That's, that's, I, <sighs> I wonder where he would put Nas. Because he's talking about impact and nobody want like, I would say the same thing about Nas that he's saying about Pusha T as a Southern, like just looking at and slightly hating like he's doing. I would say the same thing about Nas. And you can't defend that. They playing Nas in the club? Like, did he sell any of the drugs that he's talking about? Like, come on. Like, the, the, the whole argument that he's making against Pusha T, it sounds nuts. And it sounds like you said there's something else going on. Pusha T probably dissed him or something. Snubbed awesome. him. He probably didn't even know who Jim Jones was when they was out, man. Jim came up with, man, we need to link, collab. I'm sorry, who are you, bro? Oh, you the nigga that used to be with Cam. Oh, what's <laughs> up, bro? What was your name again? Capo? Oh, Jim. Jim. Yeah, yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah, tell your people, get with my people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That sounded personal, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that definitely Ooh, sounded yeah. personal. Man. I'm, I'm interested. Y'all let Move. us know though. Does this young boy deserve a spot on the top fifty list before Pusha T? This should this should be interesting. I wouldn't say before, but I would put him on there. 
Okay. I, I could find somebody to remove and put NBA young boy and feel like he's more deserving because dude, dude is on a hell of a run. Facts. And it's crazy how the music business has changed, how he's not as big of a star throughout each age group, but just one age group. And yep. he's still that big. So that's crazy. All right, man. Houston rapper BTB Savage. That's the man that was on Vlad, posted the picture of the post robbery scene when he and his girl had to kill an intruder. Uh, as we all know, sorry, condolences. BTB did lose his life shortly after posting that picture. His mother came out, as rightfully so, and she says that Vlad is a snake. He played an edited version of the interview that put her son in harm's way. My question to you is this. Is she right in blaming the Vlad sit down for her son's murder, A.B.? Um, so condolences, like you just said, friends, family, and fans. I will never, ever tell a parent who they should or should not blame for losing mm -hmm. a son. That's impossible for me to even fathom. She can feel however way she, I, I'm on record. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. She can feel however she want to feel. Now, let me speak from my personal, how I feel, my perspective, not necessarily what she's saying. I think she's well within right. To give a little bit of a backstory, somebody tried to set him up. The rapper that is, the rapper out of Texas, tried to set him up with the whole, let's do a feature, shuck. And when they got to his house, they tried to rob him, kill him. Like you said, there was a scuffle over the gun. His girlfriend picked the gun up and shot the guy twice. This all happened in his apartment. It was, the niggas that he was with tried to come back, shot through the door. It was insane. How we know these details is because that later on, he did do a, make an appearance on Vlad where there was a 20-something minute episode where he sat there and laid out the exact step play-by-play play of what happened. Now, the thing that a lot of people are pointing out is that the guy took a picture in the room in the apartment room with the blood of the guy that he killed he took a picture with this with the racks and the middle finger to the thing put on instagram seemingly taunting the whole situation which i listen if niggas try to come and rob you and you like man fuck that nigga i get i understand completely like i'm fuck it i, I know what you mean you don't give a shit but the problem is that he did do the interview the next day they caught him in traffic and they did end up killing him bro i I personally, I can't put that solely on Vlad without mentioning the taunting that he did. Bro, how many times have we came on here, bro, and talked about how niggas smoking on niggas on songs or how niggas is dissing niggas on songs and that didn't? And how many of them niggas have ended up dead? If you go down a rabbit hole, nigga, on Chicago, hip hop, if you go down a rabbit hole in fucking Tallahassee, there's a hundred examples of this shit happening, bro. Somebody dies, somebody taunts the dead on a song, and they end up dead mysteriously two, three, four weeks later. Like, it's a cycle that's happening everywhere. It's unfortunate that someone tried to already kill him before he got on Vlad, dude. This was the second attempt. So, I, again, this is not going to be any shade or anything that of what she's saying. She's well within right. But, bro, I, sometime, at some point, man, people have to hold themselves and the actions accountable for the role that they play. And I don't know why these niggas wanted him out of here, but somebody wanted him out of here, dude. And it was going on apparently way before Vlad shit came around. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad or don't think that you're wrong in saying he has to hold some accountability because that's absolutely true. 
what I do think it's interesting is when she said the editing choices. That's where I would blame Vlad. Um, it's hard to tell an aspiring rapper or artist, hey, man, y'all shouldn't be going up there to do Vlad because it's a look for them. For sure. That dude probably got more hits, more likes, or whatever it may be after that Vlad interview than he had his whole career which I could see putting that battery in his back from that to be like, well, let me double down and taunt these niggas now. That, he already so, taunted, though, bro. What do you mean? That already that, He posted that already, though. That picture was before the Vlad interview? Yeah. Okay. You know what Even I'm saying? Even more so. I, I see what you're saying. What I don't uh, get into his mother's part of the editing choices, if Vlad sees that interview, calls a guy, wants to know that's an interesting story, I still have to hold him somewhat accountable for the editing choices that he makes and putting that out. Like these kids, man, are, they want to be famous, bro. Like they, they, yeah. they're chasing their dreams. Yep. So I, as a grown man looking at Vlad, like I have to look at him funny knowing that you're manipulating these people. Like, of course I ain't making them sit up here and say shit. Like I get that. However, you are providing that platform for those things like that to happen. You can't completely absolve yourself and be like, oh, well, man, I just I just have the door open for him. Like you have the rounds of questioning. You do the final editing. The stuff that you put out fits the fan base that you've built. So people already know coming in and that they got to come in at a certain type of energy anyway. With all of that being said, man, I'm not against people going up to Vlad and just wasting his time. I feel like people should understand this and see this and now they should stop answering the questions. You ain't got to stop going there. Keep getting the interview. Keep getting the looks, but waste his time. Don't answer the dumb insinuary questions that he's trying to get you to answer because Vlad not going to save you, bro. That's what they need to go up and understand. Like there's not going to, Vlad ain't going to be like, he ain't going to give you no advice. He ain't going to say, Hey man, I know that was for the camera. You should do this or take this, that, and the third that way. He ain't doing anything to help you, bro. He going to get more people to look at you. And that's what you want. That's cool. But they have to learn how to conduct themselves up there better. Like, I'm going to put some blame on Vlad, but I'm also going to put the blame on the people up there looking for that type of attention. And then it come finding them. Go up there and waste that nigga time. Oh, I ain't answering that. Oh, I plead the fifth. Oh, I can't talk about that. I love to see that be the trend up there and that nigga start losing his numbers and having to pivot and talk about something else. But that got to start with the artist. And I'm glad his mom came out and said something about this because at least it put some more eyes on it. The behind the scenes stuff, like I said, the editing choices, things that it's hard to blame him for if you don't know. Like you can sit there and be like, I mean, well, they're going up there and saying it, but it's a lot of production that goes into that shit too. Facts. And until they hold him accountable like uh, BTB's mom is doing, he going to continue to be able to get away with this and just toss black lives out the window. So fuck Vlad. So here's the here's the tricky part. And, mm -hmm. it, and it's the unfortunate part. People get people hold their own personal Vlad interviews on Instagram live every fucking day. And mm. niggas have gotten killed behind <laughs> that all the time. And no one puts no one holds that person to the same standard as anyone else. Like he has an audience, right? Yeah. And he knows what his audience see, what his audience likes. And the reason he knows what his audience likes is because when he puts out a certain type of video, people consume it at a higher rate than they do other stuff. And so this kid who I had never heard of, I'm not saying he wasn't popular, but he was on somebody's radar because mm -hmm. I think he had a deal or something. He, I don't know who he was with, but 
he's telling a story. Vlad, that interview, I, 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 I watched all 20 minutes of that shit because this nigga was literally giving a story about how niggas set him up, kicked in his door, and he fought. He literally fought for his life with him and his girl and his baby boy in the other room. Nigga, the story was captivating as fuck, dude. Like, I, like I, I hate that it's, that that's got to be the case, but it is, dude. It's a captivating story that you don't hear every day. Most people are watching it from their cubicle with a fucking headset on taking customer service calls, dude. Most people live very average, regular lives. Shit like this is intriguing. Like, it just is. It's not, that's no one person's fault. It's an interesting situation, dude, because normal motherfuckers don't experience anything. They're going to go their whole life and never experience anything close to this. So when they hear someone else telling their story from the horse's mouth, they're not getting it from anyone's mouth. They're getting it from the source. And so whether that's Instagram Live, Vlad, Say Cheese, No Jumper, whatever platform this nigga want to get on, they're not going to let him on Breakfast Club to tell his story. They're not. He's not big enough. They're not going to let him on these other platforms to tell his story. He's not big enough. So somebody like a Vlad knows that this is a captivating story, and he's going to let him tell it. Now, the editing and all that, bro, everything is edited. I'm not finna shoot him no bail, but everything is edited, bro. I don't know how much media shit his mom is into. Everything is fucking edited. I remember I, did, I had an interview with the newspaper. They edited the shit out of what I said, dude. I was like, damn, is it like this? And I'm shout out to Lil Barry. Lil Barry was like, bro, that's what they do. I was interviewed for the football shit. They chopped up my shit. Like, they chopped and screwed my shit to death. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that either. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Everything is edited, bro. Everything's not interesting. He's catering to what's interesting to, and he knows what's interesting because his fan base has responded to certain shit. That's a that's how he's looking at it. I don't think he's purposely putting stuff out there for people to get murdered behind. I, that, that would be weird and sounds kind of bad for business. But I, I again, I'm not talking about the mama. The mama can feel how she wants to. It, losing the son is on like probably the worst shit ever. She can feel how she wants to. I respect everything she's talking about. But I'm just, I, we got to keep it a stack, bro. Like, niggas, we, it's some of the actions, bro, they have well, causes and effects to them, bro. We niggas just got to be careful. And I and I promise you, I hate to say it, I don't think this nigga got killed for that interview, bro, that was already gunning for him. I, like, I hate mm. to break it to people, dude, but somebody got to fucking say that shit, dude. Like, well, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's real. How much responsibility do you put on Vlad? And I, I give you some uh, a caveat or some context because the thought process is if I'm going to sit down with well-established people who aren't Vlad, a Joe Button, a Charlemagne the God, it's um, my man with the braids. Uh, uh, uh No, no, no. Sway? Sway, yeah. big boy. These people, it seems, have a vested interest in not just your story, but in you being okay because they're protective of this culture. So when I ask how much responsibility you put on Vlad, what do he tell a nigga after that nigga come up there and tell that story? You should be careful. Maybe you should like, yeah, he told what's him his that. responsibility in protecting him? He told him that. He, he, he told Mo3 that shit. He told him to tell Mo3. He told Mo three because Mo three was like, nigga, I got I got money on my head, I got secure, I don't need no security, I don't need. He was like, uh, you might want to get some security, bro. Like you might want to move a little differently. Have you thought about moving differently, man? Ain't nobody finna do nothing to me, See, bro. I'm Dallas, my that's city. Not, but I'm talking about that's an I, I told you so moment, right? I, I'm talking about the conversation that people like a Charlemagne would have with him. It seems like off camera, not right. on camera, not like. 
Hey man, you should get not I told you so, and then this happens, and Vlad looks like he's right or a prophet. I'm talking about someone who's genuinely not only interested in this story, but the person up here telling it. And that's part of the backlash, I think, that Vlad gets. And that's the problem that people have with him and call him a culture vulture. He doesn't present it in the sense of hey, he's coming up here and telling, like you're saying, an interesting story. People can hear this because it's captivating. He kind of just throws it out there and lets you figure it out from there. There are a lot more context when it comes to our platforms. I think part of the problem that people have, and especially his mother, is like one Vlad doesn't look like us. So when he come up there asking mm -hmm. them questions that don't come off the same way, and if I he's agree. not providing any insight to these young men, that's the biggest problem that I have. Because like you, you mentioned Mo3, you've mentioned these different people who've been on there and things have happened to them. I don't care when he does these interviews with the mobsters or the, the ex-BMF ladies. and all. Right. Those are grown people. These other people that I'm speaking of, the BTB nigga, the Mo3s, the young niggas that can be still, like I can still not save you, but offer you some input as being an older man in this game. Vlad can't do that. Vlad is just taking their stories and throwing it out there for consumption for lack of a better word. And I, I think I, that's part of the problem that that's my irk and most of the irritation that I hear with him. Cause you're right. These, these niggas is going to get up there. They're going to tell their interesting stories. They're going to think they invincible just like we did at 19 to 29. Mm -hmm. That happens. But we talk about offline. We were just talking about this. There weren't people around us telling us, Hey man, y'all may want to make a better decision. Have you thought about it this way? Here's another perspective. And I credit Charlemagne. I credit Joe button. I credit a uh, million dollars worth of game. Big facts. I always hear them niggas giving some input to the scenario. Even when you coming up here and telling the crazy stories, those guys are always still giving you, Hey man, I, I've been here, bro. Like you may want to, so that's what I mean. Vlad just seemed like, oh, you got a, a crazy story to tell. Come sit here and tell it. All right, bro, peace. That's what. No, I'm that, that's a fact. Now, and, and we don't know what's said on or off. I mean, off camera. That's a fact. The only only issue is, and then we'll move on, is that everyone that you named, Charlemagne, Joe Budden, Sway, they're not answering the phone for dude, bro. They're not. So they're not even going to give. They're not even going to be in the same room to give dude that advice. They're not answering his phone, bro. BTB yeah. Savage is not going to be on Breakfast Club, bro. It's not. It wasn't going to happen. But you got to have a hit and, song to do that. And so then that goes. You're right. You're absolutely right. And then that goes to again. This is a further conversation in that niggas like him and Adam Twenty Two get these lesser named people and be like, "Oh, we got these big platforms. Come over here and tap dance, monkey." I know it's pretty harsh, but. That's how it looks. Like you said, them niggas ain't getting in the room with those guys. So Adam 22 calls and wants you to fight on set. Hey, man, y'all got to make this interesting. Now niggas is more willing to do it. So it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Come to the old deck TV podcast, man. We won't have you fighting. <laughs> jumping on tables. None of that goofy shit. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. I feel like. Oh, man. Next up, dude. We've been seeing a trend lately. AI is taking over, man. Artificial intelligence. It can write your whole school papers. It can make your own graphics. And it can imitate your favorite rapper, apparently, too. We've been hearing clips of Kanye, AI, Young Guru's mind was blown when he heard Jay-Z AI on a song. Um, my question to you, man, AI sounding exactly like your favorite rapper. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? This is a... This is a pretty big deal, man. Um, they're gonna, uh, of course, they're going to come to technologies where you can authenticate that you're listening to the right thing. 
But there's also going to be people who are in the market for this. Like, I heard some of the Kanye shit, and I'm like, man, yeah, Kanye would have been dope on this song. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a big deal. I'm not sure what the full play is or how they're going to prevent it yet. One thing that I do see when we were talking about Ticketmaster and all of this stuff, like the live experience is just going to come that more like value, like wanting to see the person who made the song that you remember and you see it right there in front of your face versus all oh, this is an artificial McDonald's fast food version of it that somebody may have put with AI. Though it'll be cool and some of the mashups and mixes is going to add to the live portion of seeing people paying three, $400 for a ticket, going to festivals. This is part of the thing that's going to get people back into the music business and physical copies of stuff that they, that, that they can authenticate. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, man, it's a, it's a little deal. I, I don't necessarily see it being the end of the world for niggas actually rapping. Like I don't see like Drake having a whole AI voiced album. Like I just, I, I don't see it. Um, again, like I see chat GPT is out here making waves and it's insane, by the way, if y'all ain't fucked around with that shit, that shit is crazy. Um, will it replace writers and graphic designers? I don't know. Uh, uh, if it does, I don't know how soon it will be. We'll be talking 20 years from now. Will it even matter at that point? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I like, I, I don't know, but I, I, I don't think the AI rapper thing is that big a deal. I think people because you can kind of tell if you listen you can kind of tell and it's been happening for a minute too like this shit kind of been going on niggas don't really be falling for it and then like look at it like this too it's very similar to photoshop it's basically an audio version of photoshop how many times in 2023 do we get fooled by photoshop somebody had being on somebody else body? that shit doesn't happen anymore and it could happen if somebody wanted to if somebody wanted to nigga they could put somebody's head on something and be like man look at jay-z with Doja Cat nigga in the cut, but that shit does it doesn't happen. So for plenty of reasons, people don't want, don't want to be liable, sued, and all this extra shit. I think it's going to be the same way with the AI sounding artist. People aren't going to be sitting here making a an AI Kanye rap on something else because they don't want to be liable to be sued, locked up. They'll put some regulations behind it to slow shit down. That's why I say it's a little deal. I would ask you this: if you say it's a little deal, now that part you you're right about. What about the part where? You don't do this no more, neither do I. What about the part when you're out in the club and you didn't had a couple of drinks in you? You really can't tell if that's the new Drake or some AI generated stuff. Mm. And the club started to get that off. You know they have to pay to listen to that music. So from a licensing standpoint, or let's say you're at a Packers game and versus playing the original, all I do is win, win, win. They got the AI because <laughs> I ain't got to pay. DJ Khaled, $2 million to play this. I can play the little AI company that created this 200000 mm. So from the business standpoint of it, that's why I think it's a big deal because once you get out in these mass settings and people pay licensing deals to play this music in these big venues and spaces at clubs at grocery stores, then they can be like, well, I'm just going to take the cheaper route. We live in a capitalistic society. I don't need the original version. I just need something that sounds like it while somebody in here shopping for 15 minutes. So... Yeah, you still gotta pay for the, the license. You still gonna have to pay for the trademark and the licensing and all of that and publishing and stuff like that. Though you can't just take the same lyrics, nigga, and be like, "Oh, thanks." Well, no, dude. <laughs> no, you can even the covers you hear like Walgreens, bro. That shit ain't free. No, I know they pay for that. I'm saying more so in the sense of if I adjusted just enough from AI and it's not the exact same lyrics or beat, but it's familiar enough to the consumer to where they 
nod their head to it, you may have something there. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't see it happening no time soon. Hmm. All righty, man. Forbes list came out. Yep. Not as big a deal in the culture as it usually is, A, B, because there's only one rapper on the list. Mm. And that is Jay-Z at 2.5, excuse me, 2 billion. No Puff, no Kanye, no Dre on the list. A, B, what do you say about the changes to the Forbes list? I think it's a big deal that there's only one person on there now. Um, It was getting exciting to see Puff. It was getting exciting to see Dre. Yay. Like, it was like, oh, shit, like, we we making room up there. Like, that's what's up. That's aspirational. But instead, them niggas done slipped down and Jay got more. Now, to be fair, he making all the right plays. Like, we see, we we report on something. He do once every about three months, nigga, to bring in about 400 M's. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I get it. It makes sense. I'm not surprised. We see how Kanye jacked off his B. Like, we knew he wasn't finna be on it. Oh, here he blew it. That was self sabotage. Dre sold off some shit, and Puff is like, I don't know. He's still trying to buy BT. I don't know, or nigga, the Broncos or whatever the fuck you claiming to, he finna buy now. He not on here. I like seeing hip hop in that billionaire status, man. It was fun to see that shit, and it was aspirational. Jay ain't gonna stop anytime soon. He's gonna go in on one of these football teams, which is gonna triple his net worth. Um. I don't know if Dre, Puff, and Kanye are going to make it back on this list. If I had to guess, I would say Puff. I just don't see Dre really being concerned with that shit. And plus that divorce is eating up at his shit. And then Kanye is just mm. Kanye is just Kanye. I don't know if he's going to get back to the status he was mm-hmm. once at. So if anybody, man, I'd give it to Puff. Uh, but what's the bigger deal, though, to you, man? Jay being the only one on here or the fact that, nigga, everybody else fell off? I think Jay being the only one on here is a big deal. Being able to maintain, like you said, we see level up those guys. Yeah, leveling up, maintaining. Because when you're in those spaces, you need money to make more money. So it's going to be a lot of moving pieces. And like you said, we've seen Jay move those pieces, and he ain't taking a step back. Puff moving pieces, and it kind of took a hit. It looks like Dre moving pieces, and kind of took a hit. It Kanye, who knows? Like you said, what's going on with that? However, I think it's a big deal that Jay has been able to maintain the prophecy that he's put forth. Like I'm the businessman of hip hop. I'm on the Forbes list. I'm in working with the NFL. He is continuing to do what he said he would do, and that's the most impressive thing. Like being a billionaire, like, no, like you said, it was aspirational to see these guys from our culture there. But I think it's even more aspirational for Jay to say, way back on Blueprint in two thousand and one, "Hey, this is what I'm working on, and this is what it's gonna the fruition of this is." Being able to still be a part of it twenty two years later and seeing, hey, yeah, he was right. That's fire to me. So yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's definitely going going as planned. Um, very interested to see like who can creep up. Like can Drake? I don't think Drake can get to that level. Some some a whole bunch of shit would have to go down in order for Drake to get on that level. Where is he at? Oh, let me see. He's a big enough star though. Like there there could be something that happens where he makes a big, big enough move. I feel like he's probably the most likely. What, what you think his net worth is though? Drake right now? Are you looking at it? Yeah. Um I would say between sixty five and eighty five. I don't know, it's two sixty. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, Drake can make it, then. Yeah, he can make it. Because he still got a lot of deals on the table. Like, we still don't know where music is going and how much people are going to be willing to pay him for that's his true. albums moving forward. That's true. Uh, Drake Cole, we see that Dreamville Fest. Got a strong roster. Nah, that ain't Cole, he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't in it. That's a lot of Dreamville Fest like hoodies, that. nigga, to get to that B. It's a lot. <laughs> that's, yeah, they going to do it. Yeah. Um, Drake probably only one of this. Hey man, we got a couple of uh court updates real quick, man, before we get to some wins and some losses and another anniversary too. Um, XXX Tentacion, his killer's trials has concluded. Three of the four people who were charged have been given the uh have been given life. Um, the fourth person cooperated, um, who wasn't the shooter. Um, he cooperated as I think he's facing uh second degree. Uh, murder as well, if I'm not mistaken, but I think he's gonna get some he's gonna get some time off. The other guys were facing first degree murder and armed robbery. Um they got life. Man, the interesting thing about this, um oh and also I'm sorry, there was one more update. Pop Smoke, one of the guys involved in his murder got four years. Um he was not the person who pulled the trigger. Um he was just involved in the home invasion. So he got some robbery shit or whatever, just, some lesser charges. Um he was a juvenile too. That's why. He yeah, and he was young. Yeah, and he's not getting time. He's not getting credit for the time that he's already served. By the way, um, so that's four on top of what he's done. But the XXX thing I thought was interesting. One of the guys that was on trial blew a kiss at the mama. I don't know if you saw this. He was in court, blew a kiss at the mama dude a couple of weeks ago, and his mama. And so the court, the, you know, say they gave him life or whatever. And his mom was like, "Yo, make sure you." She said, "Hold a tight grip to the soap." Uh, while you in jail for the rest <laughs> of your life, she really like shook it on him. I was like, damn. Uh, but yeah, just so two updates, white? man. They robbed him for fifty thousand. Y'all know the story out in uh, Miami. And, uh, is his mom white life. or black? Huh? Is his mom white or black? Nah, she black. Oh, uh, cause he he mixed, ain't he? He ain't black. Nah, all the way. He ain't mixed. Mm. X X X intention like fully black. Hmm. That's yep. crazy. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, I don't. I guess it speaks to like the blowing of the kiss thing. I didn't know. I guess it speaks to the generation where we talking about and how they think this is a game. You don't really learn. I'm sure if we visit back on that guy twenty years, <clears throat> he gonna be saying a different tone. Well, yeah. uh, if it don't come to him on his own, then somebody in there gonna teach him about it. I'm, I'm fully confident that, that that's going to happen. I was surprised at the pop spoke thing and the guy getting four years, even though he was a juvenile. Um, I'm not saying that he should have got more or less, but I, it was a surprising thing to see. Yeah. I like that they keep this in the, the news too. Uh, for I know Boosie at one time said rappers were being hunted. I think, keeping people abreast of the things that happened to the people who were in these conflicts with rappers and the rappers lost their lives. That these people are going to jail. They're going to jail for a very long time. It ain't going to just be no clout thing. Uh, the guy that Nipsey, the Eric Holder, what he get 60 years, I think. Have they, they sentenced him yet? It came I, out too long ago. Let's see. So I'm, I'm glad that they are keeping the energy out there to let niggas know like rappers aren't on the hunted list. Yeah, that that's that shit is crazy. The the guy who in Pop Smoke, yeah, he was a teenager at the time. He admitted he was the first to admit guilt. He was unarmed. He just he entered the house. Um, so he got four years. Uh they stole that's a Rolex, crazy. bro, and ended up selling it for two thousand. So that was that that they and did all that, bro. Kid. 
That nigga was a kid going on a caper with some niggas and somebody got killed. Yep. I didn't even have a gun. I just, it's crazy. You know, what, six years of your life been wasted? How long Pop Smoke been did? Three, yeah. four years? So yeah. you do finna do eight years? That's for, for nothing, that's bro. all for like a caper. Like, let's February run 2020, bro. Fine because it was on. Let's run in this nigga house, see what we can find because it was on Instagram. Like, stop, bro. bro. Like, what? The niggas, the niggas with XXX, they took the 50 and split it four ways, bro. Try to get a little bit over 12,000. <laughs> Love them down, something like that. Nah, it niggas was five niggas or four. <laughs> that's what they got. I, I mean, how many how many people was it? Yes, yeah, that's it was all four, he walked away. They, they only gave the they only gave four the fourth man. dude five bands because he he kind of flaked out at the last minute. He told them the guy that ended up telling on everybody told them that there were cameras in there and that they were they were on camera when they walked in, but they still went through with it. So he tried he he tried to be like, yo, I don't think we should do it, but they they went through with it anyway. It's crazy the position the motherfuckers be in to think that fifty thousand don't change their life. They think that we're gonna go well. Like, what's I would have like just hearing being like the devil on their shoulder or whatever. Like, bro, once you go in here, you get these 50 racks and you split it with these four niggas. What's that 10 gonna do for you? Like, you're risking life in jail for 10 or 11 racks, bro. That's a lot of money though, if you got nothing. Yeah, at one point in time, we used to think 10 bands was like, nigga, like what? That was a lot, bro. True, it ain't but worth still, life in jail. Like, but I'm saying it, it, it wasn't nothing to sneeze. It, it, it felt like a lot of money that, that you didn't know how to get to. That's crazy. It ain't shit that's in real crazy. life, but you know what I'm saying. It's just all perspective. Yeah, to, to them, when nigga ain't never had ten thousand, ten thousand, a lot of money. It's a lot. All right, before we go on to our wins and losses, a b twenty four years ago today, well, not this week, last week, whatever, an album came out that sold. 470,000 records the first week. That sounds crazy to say now. Golly. It was 4.5 mics and nominated for a Grammy Rap Album of the Year. That album, it was Nas's I Am. Mm-hmm. A question to UAB, you going back listening to that now. Does the I Am Nas album hold up? Yeah, this album was fire. Um, this is one of the ones I, that really put me on him. And originally, it was supposed to be a double disc. Um, a lot of people re- may or may not remember that. The initial shit got leaked, so they had to flip it, hurry up, do a single project. Um, that's why you got Nostradamus the same year. And if you remember Lost Tapes, a lot of the songs on Lost Tapes were supposed to be on that double disc too. So um, I Am oh supposed God. to be a double album, but it ended up being a single joint. But it's got some flames on there. Um, that favor for a favor with Scarface that hate me now with Puff. Come on, man. like that life is what you make it, nigga. That shit go all them go crazy. So it's some heat on there for sure. It's definitely a banger. It's probably top five Nas album, probably. Uh, this was the first Nas album. Was it this or Nostradamus? It might have been Nostradamus. And then I okay, yeah, it was Nostradamus. And then Jay Ho put me on this one. Yep. And uh, this was my favorite Nas album for a long time. You already mentioned Favor for a Favor. That Undying Love at the yeah. end. Crazy. Maybe one of the best stories ever told on record. Um, that shit is fire. That Kissing, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, that's yep. fire. Uh, that Ghetto Prisoners, We Will Survive. Like, this is, yeah, this, this, when I thought of Nas and I think of Nas, this is the album that I think of. Because I'm not a big Illmatic fan for me, this is Nas at his peak right here. I yeah, 
You you remember uh, Blazing Fifty on Lost Tapes? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then Project the Windows on Nostradamus. Yeah. And Papa Ooh. was a player on Lost Tapes. That, that was all supposed to be on here. That Project Windows had have been on here. This would have been five mics. <laughs> That would have done it. That would that would have that would have went on and gave him the five mics. He had to put this project windows on there. That's still one of my favorite songs to this day. Oh shit, that's a fact. Man, Four seventy first week is nuts, bro. And we gonna never see that again. Cancel it. Never. And Nas uh, was I mean, Nas was one of them niggas, but he wasn't like Drake is now or anything like that. Right? It was he. But this is now. This is when niggas had to go into the store and actually buy CDs, though. So it wasn't like you could just listen to one song, listen to two. Like no, nigga, you was in, you, you was all in. That. You went and yeah, spent them thirty nine nine plus tax. Facts. You had to go get that. Um, that. wins or losses, man. We're taking it to Texas. Rapper Zero said he wouldn't play a cop on TV for five million dollars. Is a win or a loss? This is the biggest L that we probably ever reported, bro. Unless Zero is some like got way more money than I think he got, this is the craziest statement ever. Like, bro, are you serious? Like, I ain't even gonna say it. But yeah, like, I just, yeah, that's this is crazy. Like, there are a lot of other roles that I wouldn't play if you catch my drift. A lot of the things that I wouldn't act like I was on TV before it was a cop. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, if if Zero has FU money to turn down five men, then this is a W. Yeah. Shout out to him. If he got some type of moral thing where he, I, nigga, I can't even act like a cop, then uh, uh, okay, right. then you're not an actor. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, all right, brother. Um, I'll play a cop for five million. Uh, W or L, give me that role. <laughs> Let me get that. Young oh, Thug's co defendant is representing himself in trial, and he says, "Don't worry about it, man. I'm straight. Trump will get me off." W or L. Yeah, this dude's name, <laughs> Jaden Myrick. He told the Earl Glanville at a court hearing that he wishes to represent himself. He's been studying law. And he also has been receiving legal advice from the former president, Donald Trump. <laughs> He's been receiving it personally now. No. Uh, if I heard this and I was young thug, I would try to have this guy killed. <laughs> like in jail. Like go on and shank this nigga out, bro. Like this nigga is insane. He gonna have me in jail for life, bro. Get the like like this. Yeah. Ain't no way. Like either I got the you taking this lawyer that I paid for you, or somebody's gonna shank you in the shower, bro. But there's <laughs> the under no scenario are you about to be in here playing and I'm looking at life for some Rico charges and you waiting on Donald Trump and you're gonna defend yourself. That ain't happening. That's the last thing that's gonna happen if I was young thug and he was my co-defendant. So either nigga, you take this lawyer that I'm gonna pay for and get you, or night night. But you damn yeah. so ain't doing this yourself, bro. The 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 defense is going to be very simple. It's going to be Young Thug did it. That's what his defense is going to be. He can read all of the shit he want to read, bro. We already know how this is going to go down. And yeah. Young Thug knows that too. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. Trump will get me off his nuts, like bro. I've been talking to him personally though, and getting man, legal advice, man. If I was a judge, I'd be nigga. You getting twenty more years, nigga? Come nigga. In here playing with me like this, motherfucker. This nigga's it's crazy. Ill. One more man, WRL Doja Cat, your girl, says she is quitting pop so that she can get better at rap. Is she still in the racist rooms looking at feet, showing feet, as Nori says? <laughs> uh, man, people tell me that Doja Cat can rap. That's what they say. I've never took a time out to listen. And if she's about to take 
time off of pop to do rap. I, what I do think about this seriously, though, is it shows how big the female rapper is getting. We called this a couple of years ago, how big it's about to get. Because there's no way that you should be leaving pop music to do female rap. That's just the business side of it. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, I ain't mad at this. She she's pretty talented though. I don't I don't know like her whole like character and shit because that 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 chat room shit she was in was wild. But on the music tip, she's pretty dope though. I came front. She make she make solid music if you into that. But so it should be interesting to see what that means that she's gonna be better at rap than uh, I don't know. We will have to see. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Hey man, we have a um, on decker of the week. We are going to last week's episode. Hilarious comment, man! Shout out to our guy on YouTube, man, D Dub. Great show, fellas. Absolute L for complex not putting on deck on the list. Appreciate that. This is the funny shit. He said, "Yo, I attended Dreamville Festival both days. Definitely show how washed I am. My calf muscles didn't relax until the following Wednesday morning after the festival, and then that shit ended on Sunday." Love the festival, but we'll never do a festival again. <laughs> I feel you, my brother. Hey, we, Thank you hey, for the heads well, look, up. We all had that realization. We did something, and it was like, oh, I ain't built for this no more. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yep. In the middle of it, too. You'd be like, ah, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm never doing this again, ever. <laughs> like, nobody can get me to do this again. So yeah, hey, glad you had a good time been, though, man. That's that's funny as hell, but man. boy, I know that feeling. Oh that's shit, what you got to put me on? One hundred percent, man. I stumbled across a new show on Showtime about the uh, the Waco, Texas shit, and it is mm. really good. It's just called Waco. Uh, I'm late to the party, but I'm six episodes in, and it is excellent. They're doing a great mm. job. I didn't know that how they shucked this guy in Waco. I thought it was a completely different story, but to my David Chris. Yeah, they showed yeah. the shit out of him. Jeez Louise. I can see that. I think yeah. I remember that. Was this on like USA or something? And then they put it on Showtime? Because Waco has been out before. Uh, it, there, there are several different versions. It's oh. like a version out now on Netflix. It just came out. But this one, I think, came out last year. It got, you remember Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman? They was mm-hmm. out in the, it got the weird ass dad dude in there. Okay, like yeah, the, I remember. The white okay. dude, he's in there. The Riggins from Friday Night Lights is in there. Like, it's good. The people in the acting are good. They got a lot of HBO people. It seemed like it may have been on HBO because a lot of people that are in there are usually on HBO shows. Mm. So, shout out to Waco, yeah, man. It's good. Check that out, man. Call Waco. I'm going to point y'all to the movies this week, man. Y'all go check out that air, bro. That motherfucking oh, Ben Affleck. I've seen it. Yeah, that shit was dope, man. You ain't got to be really into sneakers like that. If you're not really no sneakerhead, it don't matter. It's still like, it's really dope. Just seeing somebody take a risk on something, take a chance, and it paying off. We all know how. Spoiler alert, they ended up signing Jordan, nigga, and this shit went on to go crazy. Did he sign to Nike? Did they end up making the shoes and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They ended <laughs> up. just joking. They've, done, yeah, they've had a long-standing relationship, dude. So I, I, I hate to blow that for anybody, but no, it's it's really good, really inspirational. Um, It kind of reminds you of, um like, social network. It's kind of like that, but. Social network is superb though. So like they don't get it's not that good, but I'm saying it's like that style movie. Matt Damon like and Viola. Was that good too. Hey, uh, real quick, there's I feel like a it was scene, as good as social network. Go ahead. There's a scene with Viola Davis and Matt Damon on the phone. Over the phone. <laughs> where they're negotiating a deal that is worth the entire fucking price of admission. I bullshit you not. You saw it? Facts. Yeah, I seen it. Man, that movie scene was, was so cold. Fantastic. 
the movie is fantastic and her negotiating skills with and Matt Damon coming back it, and the uh, the other price of it and, and, and that movie was really good yeah like, it I'll put it right up there with social network because Ben Affleck did an amazing job as Phil Knight for sure um, Chris Tucker he amazing job though. as the old yeah. everybody know an old black dude like that dude Facts. either you don't work with him or you related to him everybody know he like he played the old black man perfectly which made Facts. me feel oh did you hear him do the, my neck my back shit too he walked oh, out, of the, room, that out of the room out of one of the meetings he's like oh my neck my back it was good like a little little friday oh that was pretty decent um <laughs> yeah viola davis man she did a wonderful job but my favorite character people that know me know this the agent oh he bodied it Body did. Yeah, he stole every what? scene, bro. That gave me Ari Gold Entourage feels 100%, dude. Yep. That nigga said, I don't have friends. I have clients, dude. I said, nope. up for 100 million a day and go eat by myself. Like, Facts. that shit was good, man. That, that, right. that was a really good movie, bro. I highly recommend y'all check that shit out, man. Hey. And shit was dope, man. I don't know. Social Network's slightly better, though. I'm gonna keep it a stack, though. Social Network is fantastic. Fucking fantastic. I gotta watch it again then. That shit yeah, good as hell. Great job as Phil Knight, bro. Like, yeah. That, shit was, that, that was good, man. That shit was really good. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Another week in the books, guys. Again, youtube.com slash on deck TV. Let us know. What do y'all think about that, Nas? Are you still riding to that I am? Do you think AI rappers are gonna take over? And does Pusha T belong in that top 50 above NBA Youngboy? Let us know in the comments. What else, man, before we get out of here? That's it, man. I did a review for that air. If you guys go check out the YouTube frames per second, uh, we did that on Sunday. I completely forgot about it, but yeah, man, that was some good stuff. I really enjoyed that. It has been the On Deck TV show, ten years in the makings. We coming up on our ten year month anniversary. Back in May, man. So we appreciate y'all rocking with us. They've been rocking with us for a long time, and the new people as well. Absolutely, we out.